Hello and welcome to Knowing Me, Knowing UKSG, a podcast exploring journeys in scholarly communications. In each episode, we hear from someone inspiring from the knowledge community and ask them to tell us about their career journey and what has motivated them along the way. Hello and welcome to the UKSG podcast. My name is Tom Morley and I'm an Open Research Officer at Lancaster University and I'm joined by Andrew Barker. Hello, I'm Andrew Barker. I'm Library Director at uh, Lancaster University and uh, late of this parish as I was Chair f- of UKSG for four years between 2018 and 2022. Thanks for joining us, Andrew. Um, can you tell me a bit more about your career journey so far? Yeah, I'm actually. UKSG plays a, a, a prominent part in it. Um, but let's go back. So I started in libraries and public libraries back in the mid 1990s. I went to library school in Northumbria uh, in between 96 and 97. Uh, and then uh, where I met my wife. So she's a librarian by background as well. Then I um, stayed in public libraries in West London and Hounslow, moved into FE in 2000. Um, spent eight years working at City College Norwich, then moved, uh, and this is where my career flipped actually, moved into uh, HE where I worked at UEA uh, for five years where I was a head of library academic services, Uh, then went on to the University of Liverpool where I was uh, uh, head of uh, uh, academic engagement and special collections and archives, then uh, Liverpool John Moores, where I was associate director, the associate director, so the deputy in essence, and then to Lancaster in 20, September 2019. So I think my journey, Tom, is is quite an interesting, varied one. I feel really lucky not to have always been in HE. It's given me a breadth and a different difference to my career that if I'd have spent my entire time in HA, I might not have had. So, you know, particularly, I think those early days in public library give me a sense of, of what reality is like outside the education sector. Whilst FE was very much, a, you had no money, you had no staff. So you, you had to kind of make do and mend like Blue Peter almost, um, which is really helpful in terms of dealing with leanness and getting things done. But my career didn't really began begin until I moved into HE. I feel that it's a very different experience post HE to pre HE because I was suddenly in the world of open research and, and journal negotiations and discussions about content and teaching and learning. And also, and I, I will keep this will run through everything I say was for the first time involved with UKSG. And I've written loads about how UKSG changed my life was the reason I got into involved with becoming a, a member of UKSG World was I once wrote an editorial for E! News about how without my involvement in UKSG um, I wouldn't have had the knowledge, the relationships. Um, it was a real game changer for me. So I think that probably gives you a rounded, hopefully, take on, on, on my journey so far. Hopefully so far with a while to go yet, Tom. <laughs> Can you tell me about your current role and what you get up to in, in an average week? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a question I think everybody probably has for a library director. So <laughs> um, I have been library director at Lancaster University since September 2019. My role is, I always say threefold. So I, when I meet with new staff and I'll have had this conversation with you, Tom, I always say there's three very distinct parts to my week, uh, to my week, to my work. 
Um, one is the fairly obvious, the strategic direction of the library, ensuring the library is visible, is doing what it needs to do, but also is reaching its potential for being the best library for Lancaster University. So making sure that the strategic direction is set. So we've got a library vision, uh, which we've worked really hard to develop. Um, beyond that, I'm not a library manager. I've got fantastic library managers. So I set the direction, be there, make sure I'm there when people need me and not there when they don't need me, support them when I can, get senior managers in, across the university engaged in what we're doing. And, and hopefully, you know, set the library up as a, as a good thing on campus and, and, and well known across the sector. So that's part one. Part two is probably the kind of more surprising one to some people, I think. It's the role I play within the university. So I sit on research committee, education committee. I sit on the professional services uh, executive group, uh, which is chaired by the deputy uh, chief executive. Um, I meet and uh, regularly uh, as part of that PSEG with the University Executive Board. So I have that formal committee, I attend Senate, have that formal committee role, but I also do things across the university that might be more surprising. So last year I was involved with the pilot around reimagining working practices, the use of, of space and, and, and the move to more hybrid working. I am involved quite often if the student disciplinaries or staff grievances or, or staffing issues at the senior level. Some of the some of the harder things I get involved in that. And I also play a role um, is 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 a kind of tactical uh, support if, if there's an incident. So I'm a senior incident officer one every six or seven weeks. So if something happens, I'm the senior person on duty to to do the join up between strategy and uh, and, and the tactics. So that's the middle bit, which I, in my experience, I was surprised as people because they tend to think, you know, if you work in the library, you might run the library and you might work at a sector level. But there's a significant chunk of my role uh, based around the university's day to day running. Lancaster is quite lean, quite small. It's very collaborative. It's very much a community. So that work is crucial because if not people like me, then who would do some of those things? We haven't really got the, the, the high staffing numbers, but it also Lancaster runs on its community and its relationships and so it can be quite helpful to play those roles um, to then develop relationships and get other things done which might relate more directly to the library. So then my third, um, the third part of my role is very much at a sector level and that's, um, you know, so I used to chair UKSG, I was part of the editorial board of UKSG for insights. I used to do as you do now, uh, edit e-news, so I've always played a very uh, central role in the sector. I'm now uh, co-chair of Sconnell. Um, so my, I would say my third role is playing that broader sector role, whether a part of UKSG or Sconnell, part of the N8, as we're one of the universities within the N8, um, but making sure that um, the, the, the profession is moving in the right direction. We're progressive and doing new interesting things. Also, of course, uh, being involved in things like journal negotiations and, and open research. Um, so that's quite an exciting and, uh, and I suppose visible nationally role. And uh, so they, they are thinking of the three strands. What do I get up to an average week? Gosh, well, <laughs> could be anything. I mean, the last week has been an interesting one. So it could be um, 
dealing with the uh, incidents such as a student occupation, because if I'm the senior incident officer, when that happens, um, I could be the person who's chairing the tactical response to ensuring we're managing that in a in a way that meets you know the 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 community's needs, and we're doing it in a health healthy and safe way. Uh, I might go from doing something like that to writing a, an article or a, or a blog post on my thoughts about the uh, future of librarianship, and I might jump from that into Senate to present a paper about um, um, rights retention to uh, ensure that we have an appropriate uh, policy in place to navigate through the UKRI open access, and I might jump from that into a discussion around Sconnell strategy. Um, all of those things are things that I've done in the last week, actually. Um, and, and so what I would say is my my average week looks like jumping about in lots of different things and being able to jump from one thing to something else really quickly. Somebody once described it to me as a bit of needing a butterfly mind. Um, and, and so it's it's always really varied, my job, and not necessarily what you might expect. So how have you found the transition to a more senior role? Has there been any challenges that have surprised you? Well, it's it's uh, it's been a long time, I have to say. Uh, so I first became a manager in 2004, so that's nearly 20 years ago. But the one thing that surprised me then, and is, it will always surprise me, and I, I'm afraid it's the reality, is management, it's people. You know, there's always, there's always going to be a challenge that you're not quite expecting. Um, because people are people, we're all different, we all have different needs and expectations. And so I think probably what surprised me most in terms of challenges was the way I might have thought about the work and the workplace and my place within it isn't necessarily other people's. And that, that's a constant surprise. Um, always though, the other side of it is managing people and working with people can be the most life-affirming experience when you work with great people who teach you things. And that could be at any point in their career. It's not about people who've been around a long time. You know, you, you can learn from, from people at all different parts of their career. And then you see them move into new roles and you see their potential fulfilled. There's nothing better than that, you know. I mean, for me, management isn't about managing people. It's about trying to... Um, help and guide them through their own career pathways in a really positive and supportive way. So there, seems like yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, I take something quite hard and then turn it into something quite positive because I think that's, that's the reality. Yeah. Sorry, and I interrupted your you, top. Oh, no worries. You, you kind of touched on it then, but um, it seems from, from your career journey, you've moved around to a lot of different areas, different yeah. institutions. Yeah. What qualities do you think have been important in allowing you to do that? Uh, my people skills and you've got to be realistic about what you're good at and um, I'm, I've never been fantastic technically um, I've never been I've never been a librarian even though I am technically a librarian I've never necessarily felt like one um, so I think what I'm really strong at are the relationship the people skills and politically I'm very politically astute I know how to get things done I think um, and so the ability to take good ideas, not necessarily my own, but then deliver on them or to get the right kind of people around me to do what I want to do has been key to my success. It's, it's, it's really been about my people skills and my political knowledge generally and what I've been weaker at 
has, has probably been the more traditional library skills, but I think that's really helped me in a way I didn't recognize early on in my career. Um, I didn't need to know these things. I've got a great hero and a great ex-boss of mine, Nick Lewis at, at UEA, and probably for a long time, I thought to be library director was to be like him and I couldn't be like that. Um, but then the reality is, you know, I can't be Nick Lewis, but I can be Andrew Barker. And that 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 was really refreshing and helped me a great deal. Um, so I suppose, although this isn't the question, but I would stress, there's a lot of luck in my career journey as well, being surrounded by the right people at the right time, though also on occasion the wrong people, because you learn as much from the wrong people who might, who might be your line managers as you do from the right people. And what role has professional development played in your career journey? See, this is this is a great question, Tom, because I, I've never really been, not for a long time anyway, someone to go to a lot of courses. I think they're, they're great and, you know, I really encourage people to, to do them. But certainly for me, I think what I've learned in my own professional development has been through doing things. So when I was asked by Graham Stone, to uh, who, who was very, very important in, to UKSG and has been very important in my own career as somebody who I've looked up to and learned from. He asked when he asked me to uh, become more involved with um, the editorial board of insights or what was then the publication subcommittee. Um, I wanted to say no, you know, when I was asked to chair UKSG or take on the role of chair of UKSG, the instinct is to say no. So I always say yes when I want to say no, because my best professional development has come from doing things in a voluntary capacity where I've learned an awful lot. I've developed fantastic relationships with people and that's where I've developed by by doing in a voluntary way rather than, you know, doing it as my job or reading about it or going on a course all of which are perfect things to do if that suits you. But I'm, I'm very much, I learn by doing, not by listening or, or, or to an extent reading. So yeah. my professional development to me means going out there and volunteering and saying no, saying yes when I'm scared and when I'd rather say no, but just jumping in at the deep end. And finally, and um, what advice do you have for really career librarians? Um, my advice to early career librarians always starts with it's a marathon, not a sprint. So don't worry if you get to 30 and you're not a library director, if that's what you want to be. Um, I didn't work in HE libraries till I was 37, 38, um, 37. So it's not a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. There's lots of opportunities. Enjoy what you're doing. Um, do say yes to things. So when people when you get the chance, um, to volunteer for UKSG or wherever, take it. Um, I'd say also that enjoy it, really try and enjoy your, uh, your, your career. Sometimes that can be quite hard. I, I appreciate that because well, for a million different reasons, uh, all the work pressures, all the pressures that we put on ourselves, um, but really try and enjoy it and surround yourself by people you can you can enjoy it with. And ignore the voice who tells you you can't do things because you can. Um, and I think that's really important. So if you're somebody who's struggling with with something like imposter syndrome or, you know, unsure whether you're able to do it, um, I, I suspect you are because it means you, you're very good at self-reflecting and you're kind of thinking. Um, I went through all of that and here I am a director. And frankly, if I can be a director, so so can so can you. Um, so don't beat yourself up when things don't go right. 
but it's a marathon, not a sprint. Enjoy yourself. Try different things would be my my overarching thing. Um, I have got one final thing that I think will be important to say, Tom, as well, because I think that was the last question, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think there's something about, you know, something about why do I do it? What excites me about what I do? Um, what is it that gets me up in the morning? And it is doing things. So it's yeah. the ability to make a difference, the ability to bring change. So what excites me about what's excited me about my current role is I think we've developed a brilliant vision. Um, I, we, I work with great people like you who make that, that vision come to life. Um, it's the it's it's the ability to go. We did really good things, and I really enjoy working with that person. I learned a lot from that person. But ultimately, it's 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 doing things. It's doing things that make a difference to our students, to our researchers, and people like you, my colleagues. That's what excites me most about the work that I do. And I, you know, I don't think it's a better time to work in libraries. If you pull back and think about what the library's potential is and make that happen. There's never been a better time to work in libraries than now. And turning this round, I'm delighted that uh, that uh, you're a part of the library world, Tom. And what excites you most about libraries? Because I've got to ask my question. <laughs> what excites me most about libraries? And um, I think it's, um, I, I think there's two things. I think the first part is being able to have autonomy over certain areas of work and being and um, being able to you know come up with ideas and have people listen and take them on board and let you run with them and i think the second part is the, the wider sector the culture of the sector so in, i've been in the, in the library sector for just over a year now and what i found is that everyone's very generous with their time everyone's very willing to give you advice and meet you for a coffee or for be interviewed by uksg for a podcast and um i really enjoy being part of that community and i really like the how generous people are with their time. So that's what excites me about the library sector. I, I think you bang on that sense of community and collaboration. There's nothing like it. I don't think there's another part of our world in HE uh, which collaborates and, and, and works together in the way that we do. It is, yeah, it's fantastic. And I'm delighted that you're enjoying it so much, Tom. So there, there we are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. A pleasure, Tom. Absolute pleasure. UKSG exists to connect the sector and encourage the exchange of ideas. It brings together the information community of librarians, publishers, intermediaries and technology vendors. If you know someone whose career journey would make for an interesting episode, please get in touch with UKSG via Twitter. Please like and share our podcast to help us support those in our community who are just starting their journey. And subscribe to the channel to keep up with future episodes.